Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 207 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a former engineer and self-taught software engineer specializing in UI and front-end development. She's written for Net Magazine and has had projects covered by Mashable, Engadget, Gizmodo, and more. She's also an avid conference speaker and a Mozilla Tech speaker. So welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast, Jennifer Wong. Hi, Phil. So that's a, obviously a very brief summary of your experience. Could you perhaps tell us a little bit more about what you do? Right now, I'm currently in between jobs, but when I was starting out in my career, I actually used to be a civil engineer. Um, I eventually transitioned into customer support in the tech industry. And then after that, I transitioned into web development, which is what I'm doing currently. So technically, my title is software engineer, but I find that web developers about the same. And that's what I'm doing today. When you did transition from your engineer, engineering career, what what was the reason behind that? I honestly was a little bit bored by the industry. The reason being is that with civil engineering, you'll see projects that you've worked on not completed for 10 or more years. So having the Immediate feedback of web development was something that really interests me a lot more. I wanted to be in a space that was more innovative and more interesting in that way. So I thought that would probably be tech. And coming from that sort of industry where I suppose projects are run very much in a traditional formal manner, how have you found the transition into the IT field? Obviously, there's very much, IT did, did start out very much copying almost the uh, the construction industry and the way it approached projects, but things have changed dramatically. So you must have seen quite a difference in the way projects are handled. Yeah, absolutely. With software engineering, especially for the companies I've worked for, the turnaround time for projects is so fast. You could complete a project in a day and just release it that day to see if a new feature is working, which is something that just cannot be done with something like civil engineering, where you are required to get permitting, you're required to have buy-in from all the contractors um, and other consultants, you're required to make sure that you meet regulations that are created by the government. There is a lot more to the process with civil engineering, and all of that is just kind of stripped away with tech, where it's much looser and you can create things and put them out on the internet immediately. Yeah, so do you think that sort of creative aspect of of an IT career was a particular attraction for you? Yeah, that was definitely one aspect of it. I felt that with civil engineering, a lot of the time I spent writing calculations and running calculations, and there wasn't really much creativity behind it. Whereas with web development, I was able to think up new projects on my own and really kind of stretch my creativity skills and build things that interested me, things that I thought were funny, things that really reflected my personality and the way that I think in general. Um, So Jen, 
Can you perhaps share with us a clear tip, uh, one that the audience may perhaps should? I think my top career tip for the audience is to be flexible. So if you just look at my own background, you can see that I've bounced around to many careers. Even both of my degrees are in different subjects and between working and going back to grad school, I also worked as a barista. So I think being flexible with what you want to do with your career and what you want to do with your life is very important. You may have lots of plans in mind. You may have things that you definitely think you want to do at the time, but that could all change very easily. And you as a person change over time. So I think it's important to be flexible and kind of go with the flow of where your career takes you. It may not take you to the place you originally wanted to go, but it may take you to a place that you ultimately enjoy more. Yeah, so obviously you're in an interesting position right now where you're actually thinking about your next role. What sort of options are you are you looking at now? How are you keeping your options open? So I recently accepted a job at Mode which is an analytics company as a software engineer. I'm really excited about it. But in the meantime, I took a little bit of time off in between jobs so that I can work on my own side projects and just work on the things that I'm passionate about outside of work. So Jen, can you tell us about your worst IT career moments and what you learned from that experience? Back in, I think, around 2011, I actually experienced sexual harassment at my workplace. And that was definitely the worst moment for multiple reasons. The first of which it's when you're caught up in that situation, you don't really know what to do. You don't really know what resources are available to you. And you also don't know if you're alone in the process. I think it's a very lonely situation to be in because you're not sure who you can trust or you can talk to about this. And I started by talking to my coworkers and eventually found out that I was not the only person being sexually harassed by this one person. And in finding that out, I decided that I would take it upon myself to talk to HR. I personally wasn't going to do that, but because I found out this person was a repeat offender, I felt very responsible to talk about my own experience to make sure that it wouldn't happen to other people in the future. Unfortunately, what ended up happening was that this person just got a slap on the wrist. He continued to work at the company as sponsored by one of the executives who was his boss. And he actually continued to harass people even after I left the company. So it's very sad and unfortunate to see that people who can behave so badly can still be protected by people who are higher up. I didn't feel supported at all in that instance. No. It's such an experience, obviously. It's not something I would have experienced myself. But yeah, to actually go through something like that is is obviously a most unpleasant thing to have to have to deal with. Um, was there anything you took away from it that you learned from? There are a few things. The first one is to make sure you do the right thing for yourself, but also to be brave and to make sure that you are willing to put yourself out there if you have the privilege to do so in order to protect people in the future. I think 
there is a lot of talk about harassment and bad situations these days, but there's never talk about the resources that are out there for you. So it wasn't until years later that I found out that the EEOC actually will file um, harassment suits on your behalf. So the EEOC is the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. And this is, of course, only exists in the US, but you have up to 180 days to file your claim, but you have to do so within that time period. So I think making sure to educate yourself before these situations happen is very important because when you're in the moment, it is much harder to find the resources that you need if you're not aware of them. Sure. And I presume you're also far more aware um, yourself of what could be happening around you. Yeah, definitely. So I feel like culturally it's, it's now easy to see and pick up on when certain types of behaviors or certain types of events are happening that could lead to similar situations at different companies. So moving away from your worst moment, could you perhaps tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? Yeah, I think probably the time that I ended up creating Human Wasteland. So to give a little bit of background on that, people call it the poop map of San Francisco. And it was originally a hack week project for a company that I did. And what it does is it takes reports of human waste made to the city of San Francisco and puts them onto a map. And originally, this project was meant to be humorous and just a silly website that I created for myself and to show to coworkers. What eventually happened was the media caught wind of it and took it in a very different direction. And that direction ended up being more towards social justice, which already had been a passion of mine, but I had never really thought of it this way. And a lot of the interviews that I was doing asked me to comment on the state of homelessness in San Francisco. And that gave me this platform that was very exciting in being able to talk about solutions to homelessness, um, to bring awareness to the situation in San Francisco. And it was interesting and surprising to me that building some tiny website could launch this type of platform uh, that allowed me to participate in social justice and politics. Yeah, it's, it's great to hear that you managed to actually create something that had a, a social impact. So is it something that's still going? It is. It doesn't actively update. The reason being that was before I even really knew how to build out a database or a backend of a website. And so it's something that I'm considering just rebuilding at some point in time, and then maybe giving it a revamp. Part of the reason I'm thinking about doing it is it's actually been taken in like a more negative direction by more conservative news sources. And so I want to definitely reframe the website to say that this is a tool for bringing awareness to the problem instead of making San Francisco seem like a terrible place. Yes. Okay. So Jen, can you tell us what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? Yeah, I read this article written in Wired a few years ago, and the title of the article is Programming is the New Blue Collar Job. So reading that really excited me to think that anyone could work as a coder 
uh, as a web developer. That's super exciting to me because as a self-taught engineer, I feel like the resources are really out there for anyone to learn who has the time and the privilege to put into that. And that's actually really exciting to me because I feel like that means there will be a new wave of people who are diverse and can bring really great new ideas and talent to the pool of engineering and IT in general. That's something that's very exciting to me as like future thinking. So you feel that there's opportunity for a wider breadth of um, individuals? Yeah, exactly. As time goes on, I think the resources for learning to code and the ability to transition into those types of careers from different careers in the tech industry are just increasing over time. And I think that's just very exciting. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Yes, I am. So I know you covered this partly earlier, but what first attracted you to a career in IT? So earlier I'd mentioned the idea of like innovation and future thinking, the immediacy of web development were some of the things that excited me. Another thing that really excited me was the ability to create websites on the fly. I had a friend who had learned HTML and CSS and was building her own website, her own portfolio website, was working on websites for other people. And that was not something I had really envisioned as a career for myself. But as soon as I started building my own portfolio website, I was super excited about that. Um, And I also mentioned the creativity aspect of it, which definitely plays into that as well. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? So when I was first learning to program in JavaScript, I was going to this meetup called Girl Develop It, and a woman named Liz Howard, who was teaching the workshop, told all of us that you will never stop feeling like you don't know enough. (laughs) And I feel like that is advice that has stuck with me today. I've been in the industry for six years now, and I still absolutely feel that way. And I am in a place where she was, where she was about six years into her career as a web developer. And I was like, oh, I totally understand. But I remember looking at her and thinking, no, she knows everything. How could she ever feel like she doesn't know enough? That's just from your perspective, if you see what I mean. So yes, she's ahead of you. Um, but sure, she, yeah, she feels the same way when she's dealing with other people. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And what is the worst career advice you've ever received? I had a previous manager once tell me that I should actually focus on the strengths that I have and the skills that I already have instead of trying to learn new skills and gain new strengths. Working under that manager, I look back now and I realize that the advice he had given had really placed me in the exact same place I stayed in from the beginning of that job. So I feel like I really stagnated under his management, partially due to that advice. Yeah. So the the trouble with that, as you say, is the fact that you just improve what you're already good at uh, and therefore you're not growing and you're not expanding your abilities and therefore... Yes, your horizons are limited. Yeah, exactly. And especially if you're focusing on technologies or skill sets that are eventually going to be deprecated. And 
If you were to begin your IT career again in today's world, what would you do? I would probably try to start earlier. (laughs) I think that when I was younger, I didn't really give tech and IT a chance. Um, I don't think I knew about the things that I didn't know about, essentially. So I, I didn't know what to expect from tech. I didn't know what to expect from computer science. I had taken some computer science classes when I was in undergrad and graduate school, but they were both in like languages I was not interested in and not building uh, on the web. So being able to start earlier and as I said, being flexible and like to open to learning new things, I wish that I could have had those things earlier on. Yeah. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? So right now I'm trying to focus on similar things that I had focused on in the past where I want to learn about the things that I don't know that I don't know. So there's a lot out there. And I think even though I'm further into my career, there's a lot that I don't know that I should be learning. And this is something that I think partially comes from being a self-taught engineer. There are skill sets that you just don't know that you should be learning uh, because you don't have someone advising you or someone telling you about things that maybe you should know about for the future. Yeah. So I'm trying to focus on those things essentially and getting information from even more senior engineers to kind of know what will be the next step. Yes. I think that's a very good point because it's always difficult to understand what you don't know because by definition you don't know so (laughs) you need the advice to be uh yeah to be meaningful and take you in the right direction yeah exactly and what do you do to keep your own career energized so i try to jump into learning new skill sets via side projects or projects at work so right now like i'm about to start a new job and so i'll actually be learning angular and then continuing to learn Ruby on Rails, uh, both of which are frameworks that I don't know. So that's partially how I keep my work life energized. And then um, in terms of side projects, I try to build out side projects that use skill sets that I don't know. So for example, currently I have a project that's going and it's running a cron job on an EC2 instance right now, and it's collecting a bunch of data. And I don't actually know what to do with that data, and I don't know how to process it. So once I get started on that side project, I think those are skills that I'm going to have to be learning. And that's how I keep things energized on my side project side. By doing that, of course, you've created an objective for yourself as well to learn something new. So yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? It's going to sound a little cheesy to say, but I think empathy. Empathy is really important to me, and I feel like I strongly feel other people's feelings, and that has really helped me to in, in the workplace and then also on projects that I'm working on in general. So in the workplace, it I think empathy really helps you understand other people and take the time to listen and to 
help build bridges instead of burning them down between other people. And in terms of projects, I think it's important to have empathy and understanding for your customers. And in general, I found that working in customer support has really helped with that as well. And what do you do in your spare time away from technology? Uh, In my spare time right now, I'm actually volunteering with the League of Women Voters, uh, their San Francisco branch, and I co-lead the Observer Corps. So essentially what we do is we train people to observe police commission and police precinct meetings in order to educate the public about what's going on with policing in the city in general. Um, I also volunteer with Tectonica, which is a technical training camp for female-identified peoples as well as non-binary people. I also do a lot of crafting, so I do some sewing. I like creating terrariums and planters, and just general crafting and cooking are things that I'm really interested in. Right. Okay. So taking your mind away from sort of sort of the analytical side of things, be more creative. Yeah, definitely. And Jen, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? Probably my parting advice would be to network. Um, I know it can be difficult and exhausting, especially for people who are introverted, but I think networking is so important. You never really know who is going to connect you to the next big thing in your life. And I found actually this is a skill set that I've learned from My parents, Um, my mom works as an office manager. And so she comes into contact with lots of different people at the dental office where she used to work. And that has really helped her build her network and then in turn my network. So that's, I think, super important. Yeah. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? Probably via my website. It's mochimachine.com. Any any other ways we can get hold of you? Probably maybe my Twitter account is the best way to get a hold of me. I'm pretty active on Twitter. So my my handle is my blue wristband. Exactly. Spelled as exactly as it sounds. Great. Okay. Jen, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Same. Thank you so much, Phil. A quick thank you again to my guest on today's show for sharing their career tips, advice and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e and then the number of today's episode. Now that there are three new episodes of the show every week, make sure that you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss out. And don't forget to join the new IT Career Energizer community group in Facebook. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would be great to hear from you and to learn about your own career journey, your successes, opinions, and thoughts on the future of the industry. Thanks for supporting the show. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.